Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your cause. Well, good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Colin. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Colin. How are y'all doing today? I am super fantastic. Hey, man, it's Friday. I'm loving them Fridays. Love Friday. Me too. Well, you know what? I have one more week left. Is that right? I leave next week. Mm. Back to Kentucky. Mm. My good old Kentucky home. Oh. Well, no, we'll miss I, you. I think that's right because here it is August 4th already. Well, I was so doing super fantastic. This Sunday yeah, is uh, Colin's preaching this Sunday. It's his last Sunday with us at Livingston. Now, come out. We're going to be worshiping God together. That's the Lord's Day. So we gather together and we worship. Uh, you can find out more about times and location at christiansmeethere.org. ChristiansMeetHere.org, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up here in this your almost final week with Psalm 101, mm. and it is Friday. Colin, you're aware because you've been with us long enough that here as we're going through the Psalms, it's always Good Friday on Text Talk, Amen. and what we want to do is try to find Jesus in Psalm 101. I'm going to read from the American Literary Version, a Psalm of David. I will sing of loving kindness and justice. Unto you, O Yahweh, I will sing praises. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. When will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no base thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will know no evil thing. Whoever in secret slanders his neighbor, him will I destroy. The lofty of eyes and the proud of heart, him will I not suffer. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a perfect way, he shall minister to me. He who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who speaks falsehood shall not be established before my eyes. Morning by morning will I destroy all the wicked of the land, to cut off all the workers of iniquity from the city of Yahweh." Well, I appreciate that, Edwin, and that was a very strong final reading of Psalm 101 for the week. We have looked at David as this ideal king, um, making his determination to be God's kind of king over Israel, an ideal king over an ideal kingdom. And but of course, we know that David was mortal. David was fallible. Yeah. David did not always live up to the values and commitments he is espousing in Psalm 101. That's the exact same dissonance that I have sensed all the way along. It's we're we're back to one of those psalms. We we read several of that, uh, several psalms like that early on, where we're getting this message from David. But back in the back of my mind, I know David didn't live up to it. Yeah, and that's exactly what we've got here. We've talked about his personal integrity in his house, but what do we know about David and how he ultimately behaved in his house? Well, maybe not ultimately. That, that may be the bad word. But what we know he did, what he's remembered for. Right, yeah. In his house, he looked out and he you, saw... You're talking about his sin with Bathsheba. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm pulling teeth from chickens here. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about his sin with Bathsheba. And uh, this is talking about his lack of personal integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did not walk way. with integrity. He looked out and he saw a woman bathing and he said, I want her. And he stole her. Yeah. And then he killed her husband. Yes. And what a what a rotten mess that was. Mm-hmm. And that's not following this philosophy of kingship. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. course, one of the things that led to was a real struggle in the public sphere as well, because 
what what happened in that scenario led to some interactions in his family, yes. which caused then some problems with Absalom, which led to a rebellion, which causes David even to have to run out of his kingdom for a little while. When he fell short of this personal integrity, it messed up the rest of it. Yeah. And I think that's that's a really good point. That's one of those things that Nathan told him that because of that sin, the sword would not depart from his house. And there was generational consequences. Yes. His sons. I I don't know exactly how much his sin with Bathsheba was at issue when how his sons behaved, if they had seen and influenced by David's own sin, if David's lack of addressing Amnon Mm. uh, was because of his own sin and his inability then to turn around and punish his son when he's thinking about his own sin. I don't know. But it was a huge mess. It was a huge mess, and it started in as, as with the lack of integrity in his heart, and it became this mess for the kingdom on his job, on his... Uh, of course, he's still God's man. He is still God's man, and while it seems to me this psalm is in all likelihood penned by David, I don't know whether this is a psalm written after those events oh, I'm sure or it's before. before those events. I'm sure it's before. How so? I could be wrong, but I'm sure yeah. it's before. I'll tell you, one of the things here... So if I'm going to try to pin it down, and this is obviously pretty much any time we try to pin down when a psalm is written, and we haven't done that for a while, we're speculating. But yeah. notice that statement where he says, when shall you come to me? Mm-hmm. I I think we're not dealing with a lament. This psalm is clearly a psalm of praise. It's a psalm of dedication. Mm-hmm. It's a psalm mm-hmm. of faithfulness. So I don't think we're dealing with that lament of, oh, I feel so separated from you, God. So I start trying to figure out, when would David write something where he even asks the question, when will you come to me? I think we're dealing with something that's looking forward to the ark being brought into Jerusalem hmm. as he's dealing with the fact that the ark is is still out what it cureth Jerem. Mm-hmm. And when, when is this, you know, who knows, maybe it's even after Uzzah has been struck mm. and, yeah. and the, the ark did not get to come in when David wanted it to. Yeah. So that, that issue of when is that actually going to take place? So I'm, I'm pretty convinced that the psalm would be written before the sin with Bathsheba and Uriah can't prove it. But I mean, I would think that. And and I think we've said that before about some of the Psalms where David is proclaiming innocence, that he's probably writing those before that great fall. But reading it today, it still produces that dissonance for us. We know that you you talked about this as the ideal king, and we thought maybe David was going to be that ideal king. But guess what? He's not. Yeah. David's not the ideal king. So what does that leave us longing for? A king. A king. Yes. And not just any king. The ideal king. Mm -hmm. For the ideal kingdom. Huh. I wonder, hmm, who could that be? What do you think? Jesus. (laughs) This is like Bible class. The answer is always Jesus. (laughs) You cannot go wrong with saying Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing. We're we're looking forward to, this, this psalm is supposed to make us look forward to the one who really does live like this. David. This is his philosophy, but he ends up failing at this. But we are looking for the king who really does measure up to this. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at you, and I see you've got—I'm Andrew. I see you've got your finger located in certain places in the Bible, so I know you've got something you're wanting to say here. Well, we do talk about Jesus on Fridays, and I certainly do see Jesus in this psalm as this ideal king. I was— um, Reflecting upon a couple of passages in the book of Hebrews that talk about the idea of Jesus' personal holiness, how he is tempted in all points and yet without sin. Mm. And Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 18, the point is made there in Hebrews 2 and verse 18. 
for that he himself has suffered being tempted he's able to aid those who are tempted this idea that jesus is worthy to be a high priest and a help to us he knows what it's like to face temptation again in the fourth chapter it's stated again in hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 14 saying then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens jesus the son of god let us hold fast our confession for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but was in all points tempted as are we yet without sin and i began to reflect upon how do you lead this life of temptation but without sin how do you attain to this moral purity well he determined to pursue it didn't happen accidentally for jesus just like moral purity or a holiness isn't going to be accidental for you or i or any other christian i think that's important i think sometimes i have a look at jesus say well of course he did it he was god it was easy for him. It wasn't a choice for him. He just, he's God. He just, he just did it. But I think it's really important for you to, 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 what you've just said there, that really with Jesus, yes, God in the flesh, but this was a choice for him. This was a pursuit for him. It was. And so we could talk blanketly, or I guess I, I have talked sort of blanketly about all the different temptations and how, how does that look, but to make the choice to be this perfect, sinless sacrifice mm-hmm. he needed to go do the things you read about in psalm 101 here is this path laid out in the scriptures this is the path that leads to a holiness and a moral purity and this is the path that christ walked um, in verse 2 behaving wisely in a perfect way from the house and beyond a perfect heart the integrity of his heart Uh, Verse 3, setting nothing wicked before his eyes and hating the works of those who are falling away, not letting those things cling to him, Um, not entertaining the perverse heart or the wickedness. Um, Verse 5, you know, he's against gossip and slander also. He's against pride and the proud heart and those things that God finds abominable, but eyes being on the faithful of the land. And those who would be faithful are the ones who could serve him. I mean, this just lines up so well with Christ in his own perfection to be the sacrifice than to create a people or a kingdom that could come and serve him also in holiness. As I think about this, so, Colin, let me ask you a question, okay. not to put you on the spot, and uh, and I will be happy to make my own confession as well. As we take a look at this, here's one of the things I see. We see David making a claim of here's how he's going to live, but what we realize is David failed. And so that's, of course, why we were looking for an ideal king. But now I place myself in this psalm. So, Colin, place yourself in this psalm. When, when you look at what David says about how he wants to behave, I mean, translating it away from being the king, obviously there's some things we're not king, we don't do, but... It, is this the kind of life we want to live that David asserts and commits to? Yeah, I think it's the life we want to try to live. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, how well have you done at that? Not well. Yeah, yeah, me either. Mm-hmm. How about you, Andrew? Not too good. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's part of the thing. As I read this, I have the dissonance about David's life and the realization that that means, well, we're still looking for an ideal king. But I also have the dissonance about my own life. Are, are, are you guys, I mean, you guys are with me on that. You've just admitted to it. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's this kind of thing that I want to be. I want to be the kind of person that says the works of those who fall away don't cling to me. And yet too often 
that stuff does influence me sure. and, and it produces doubts and struggles. The liars, the gossip. Uh, when you when you told the story about your friend who wants to cut people off when they're about to say negative things. I mean, I, I probably need a friend like that because too often I'm like, ah, you know, I'm frustrated and say negative things about people and. Well, and worse. Setting, setting nothing wicked before your eyes. You know, one, <laughs> yes. one of the things that I find kind of challenging is um, the idea of we talked about it in one of the episodes this week. What 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 do you find entertaining? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I gotta. I, here's my confession. I've always really enjoyed heist movies. <laughs> and now I, I don't feel, mean to laugh. Well, no, it's okay. I I know you're you're laughing at me, not with me. <laughs> But, but, and then I read in this psalm, I'm like, you know, the whole deal about the heist movie is how are they going to get away with this and mm-hmm. rob some people? And the whole story is set up where you're kind of rooting for the thieves. Yeah. And that's all just as backward as it can be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. That's and we got godliness. We've got to walk through those questions in, yeah. in the very pragmatic and practical aspects of our lives. Here in this psalm, though, what it reminds me is that just like David, I blew it up. And just like it causes us to long for an ideal king because David wasn't it, I realize I need that ideal king because I'm not it either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this this pushes us to look to Jesus, look for Jesus, but it's a reminder that I really need Jesus. Amen to that. I really need him because just like David blew it up, I've blown it up. And that's why every day, reading the scripture, talking about the scripture. That's why on Sunday I'm going to be gathering with the church. Love, I know you guys are going to be there, Lord willing, between now and then. Hope anybody can join us because what we need is the ideal king who actually lived like this, and that's Jesus. We're going to be gathering together to worship God, talk about Jesus on Sunday. Hope that you can be with us. Why don't we go ahead and wrap up with a word of prayer? Our dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for this day. Lord, we're thankful for your son, the way he lived, and that the choices he made and the example he set for us. Lord, I pray that we try to imitate him. I pray that we walk faithfully, and I pray that we continue to live a life that's pleasing to you. Uh, we're thankful for you and your son, in your son's holy name, amen. 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 Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. All right. There's our final reading of it, and as we think about Psalm 101. <laughs> Not sure where you want to go with that. Is that what we're hearing? Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 hang on a second. <laughs>